Leonard Building in Kips Bay. It's Michael and Marshall. Welcome to the seventh edition of Michael and Marshall on the Couch. I am Ryan, joined by uh, Kyle. As we finally got that done early on. Yeah, well, how about that? Uh, we're learning. We're learning, Ryan. How you doing? You have a good weekend? I did. I'm doing well. Uh, not to bring it up immediately, but Kyle had a miserable beginning to his Sunday. If he wants yeah, to tell the story. Yeah, a bit, a bit of misfortune on this uh, rainy Sunday. I. Uh... Had a nice little weekend. We uh we had a we had a good time Friday night, uh, having some red wine, having some laughs. But spent the rest of the weekend with the girl. Uh, had a glorious uh, couple days. Uh, but it all came to a crushing crash uh, this morning as I as my wallet is no longer in my possession, and it's one of the more miserable things one can deal with. Uh, you have to go through the agonizing uh, process of canceling all your cards, figuring out when you go to the DMV to get your license back, and figuring out a way to get to work as the Metro card is also dust in the wind at this point. Oh, that is something I didn't think about. We got into our subway talk uh, last week. Maybe Kyle will be going by foot as he made it clear he enjoys walking. Getting the steps in, yeah. But, um, yeah, everyone I would say maybe every other week – you can't find your wallet. You start getting real sweaty for a minute or two, and then it obviously pops up. But unfortunately, that did not happen for Marshall this weekend, as the wallet is nowhere to be found. But things are looking up. And the regardless. apartment has been turned upside down a few <laughs> times in the process, but I think it's finalized that it is indeed gone. It really has. As we, uh, we embark on our first non-NFL show here, uh, we're going to get very into the NBA. We're going to do some Olympic talk as it's the obvious thing to talk about, but curling is quite interesting. Curling is quite interesting. And figure skating, you got to tip your cap to those guys. As uh, I was out on the Bryant Park rink uh, a day ago, and I could, I was awful. I, I, Did you eat shit? I didn't eat shit, but I couldn't operate the skates at all. <laughs> Were you moving incredibly stiff? I was moving as stiff as one could possibly imagine, <laughs> looking like both of my ankles are going to snap simultaneously. Were you nervous? I, I mean, not nervous so much as just inept. <laughs> yeah. I uh, fortunately was able to get bailed out of my uh, ice skating activity, went bowling instead, and barely broke the 100 mark. Sat around a 102 on a, each round, 11 spares, zero how strikes. Dis- oh, no strikes? I was just going <laughs> to ask, strikes. how good these strikes feel? I would say that out of these 11, save, yeah, but these spares were, there's always one uh, pin left, and then you've got to really get laser focused, <laughs> as our man LeBron would say, and hit that one pin. I was able to do Roll so. Roll straight, son. Yeah, I mean, as you could hear, Kyle and I had incredibly exciting weekends. <laughs> but um, we're gonna we're gonna get into our NBA talk without further ado, as we will clearly get uh, into the trade deadline and then the big the Eastern Conference matchup that was on ABC. Taking over the basketball game, hand down, man down. 
And we are back. After a very <laughs> short intermission. So we wanted to get into the trade deadline. Clearly we'll get into the game that was t- that took place today between the Cavs and the Celtics. But the main point clearly being that the Cavs turned over half of their roster. They got young. They got some experience with George Hill. But a lot of this, Kyle, was done with your favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers. What were your initial thoughts when you were reading Twitter? Well, uh, early in the day, you thought it was going to be a relatively calm trade deadline. Uh, uh, Jameer Nelson headlining the morning news, but then the Cavs go absolutely bonkers. Uh, and it starts off with that IT deal, getting him out to uh, Los Angeles, getting his uh, just getting whatever uh, turmoil that he was bringing into that locker room out of there. Uh, they get the young, hungry players and Larry Nance and uh, Jordan Clarkson, who... Uh, We'll look to bring uh, some youth and energy into that locker room uh, and a little more uh, uh, companionship, I guess, between the players. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of positivity to take uh, out of this deal on the Los Angeles side. Uh, Obviously, the main uh, point in that being that the Lakers can now sign two max deals this offseason. So you can go after a LeBron, you can go after a Paul George. You can even decide to make some uh, shorter-term contracts, maybe give uh, Isaiah a big one-year deal, see what he's got, and wait for the uh, star-studded class of next year that includes uh, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, and uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I think the interesting thing here, Kyle, other than what may happen next summer, and clearly there are the rumblings about how LeBron has two houses for a combined $43 million in Brentwood. So it wow. seems as if the... All the signs point that he may go to L.A., but who knows? I think the interesting point here is how it's kind of been established, at least in my opinion, that LeBron may not be able to play with any of these alpha dogs like Kyrie Irving, like Isaiah Thomas, who want to be the guy, who want their voice to be heard. And we saw today, and we'll get into it, that LeBron might be better with these sidekick guys, and a guy like Kevin Love who's clearly willing to ride the coattails of LeBron. He's not an emphatic personality by any means. And Wade was able to do it because he took the backseat and Kyrie took the backseat for his first few years. But I think it'll be very, uh, very cool to see whether or not Thomas is able to get his game back where it was. Because if he plays well then that may tell you that he just was disinterested with LeBron. Yeah, and exactly. It was just I a mean, clash, of, clash of two guys that want the spotlight and want to be running the running the show. Yeah, well, you see in uh, Isaiah's debut game with the Lakers last night, he gets 22 points with uh, uh, knowing none of the plays. Those are his own words, not mine. Uh, scores 22 points off the bench. He was... Uh, said it felt like he got his powers back uh, playing in that lineup. Uh, Give me a break. Excited about the youth, excited about the energy, and just getting rid of LeBron and all that comes with that. Um, a lot of the greatness as well, as we know, and it was on a full display today. But, hey, uh, not everybody can play with him. You've, you've listed a lot of the guys who he's butted heads with. And let's get into that game now. Yeah, you yeah, see the uh, you see the new additions really come out and star in this uh, game at the – one. At, uh, at uh, TD Garden against uh, one of the better teams in the East, obviously, in the Celtics. Yeah, well, I think before we uh, really get into this game, I wanted to just make the comment that while the trade deadline was exciting, and really the only the main points were with uh, Cleveland, but none of the real uh, 
none of the real teams that are competing for the finals, especially especially in the West, none of them got were able to get better. I wanted well, to see Avery Bradley go to Houston or San Antonio, or I mean, he might he, he was considering. They said Golden State, or they wanted to go after him. Thankfully, they didn't get him. I think that, and we'll get into this game now. I guess. Well, unless, well I just wanted to point yeah. that uh, I think under the radar a little bit is. Uh, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson to Houston. I think that uh, there will be a few playoff games where his will, where he will play valuable minutes. I so Joe. I so Joe, man. Uh, let him go off in the playoffs. Uh, I'm sure he'll hit some big shots. Maybe in that series that we are, are hopeful for uh, against the Warriors, obviously. But I so Joe could definitely make a difference with his uh, his scoring and his defense there in Houston. Yeah, and getting to the Cavs-Celtics game, this is more of a broadcasting comment, but Jeff Van Gundy made this comment, and I appreciated it, saying how, yeah, he watches the games now, but, I mean, Golden State's going to win. And it's really the one series that you're waiting for this season. I know producer Nick is anxious for the Celtics, the potential Celtics-Cavs series, the LeBron-Kyrie story, but the seven-game series between Houston and and Golden State, unless Kawhi Leonard comes back and unless the Spurs make some strange buyout move, that's going to be the series. But getting back into this Eastern Conference game, right up, right off the bat, uh, Cleveland was just playing much harder, it's that simple, than they had been in the past few months. Yeah, you see the energy and you see the enthusiasm back there in Cleveland. LeBron looked uh, completely rejuvenated with this uh, with this new cast. Uh you see, uh, you see Clarkson, you see Larry Nance playing big minutes. George Hill, he seemed to have a very good chemistry right off the bat with. And Rodney Hood, as we noted during the game, has one of the most pure strokes that you could ask for. Uh, a lot of weapons at LeBron's disposal, a lot more athleticism. He's got to like what he sees at this point. Yeah, and even J.R. Smith, a guy that has been pretty good for the Cavaliers leading up to this season, had been complete garbage prior to these moves. And he played well um, against the Hawks a few nights ago on Friday. He played well today. And then just you see the excitement on a fast break. Jordan Clarkson actually can leap and dunk. He's got excitement. He was doing his whole three-point celebration after every shot he made. You finally saw some excitement off the bench. I honestly think that, and I might be out of line here, I think that maybe some of the guys on this team can get annoyed with the whole LeBron Wade obsession. And I think that maybe when Wade was there, it might be bothersome to watch these two guys that are really butt buddies. And it could have left guys like J.R. Smith feeling a little bit uh, lonely and guys just seemed completely disinterested. So while Wade, I think, did have some something left in the tank, I think that's another move that can't be uh, can't go without being noticed as I think getting rid of him is also a large part of that rejuvenation we saw today. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. And to just bring up another broadcasting note, I think it was Mark Jackson who said that uh, there's players who get uh, there's players there's a difference between players who uh, get tired of losing and get tired of winning. We've seen uh, the Cavs do a lot of winning over the past few years. Maybe it got a little bit monotonous in the locker room, but they go out and they get these hungry players who have not done a lot of winning in their careers. And they're finally going to get the chance to play on the big spotlight, play with LeBron James. You know they have hopes to make it through the Eastern Conference Finals. These guys like Clarkson and Nance and the other two who have not played in very, uh, very many big games and big moments. They, uh, they've got to be excited about uh, playing with, playing with uh, 
arguably the GOAT in LeBron James. Yeah, and Kyle, you watch this game and you don't want to overreact, but it's so easy to sit there and say, I could see Cleveland winning the Eastern Conference. And not to toot my own horn, I've really been thinking this all season long. I know the Celtics are good, and I know they've got great young talent, but I could totally see LeBron taking over these games. And while Tatum and Brown, I think, are without question future superstars in this league, and I know their team is much deeper. I just don't see any of these teams good enough to beat LeBron. I, if he's just he hasn't lost a step, he's too good. Yeah, he's I, just too good. I would agree. Um, the whole year it's been can Toronto can uh, the Raptors compete with the Cavs? And may, they probably could have had they not made all these deals. And we might be reacting a bit harshly right now, but the new look Cavs, having never played together, come in. And really wax the Celtics, who have been top dog in the East all year. LeBron uh, doesn't even play in the fourth quarter. Puts up ungodly stats. Uh, his classic, um, his classic spreading the ball, getting points, getting rebounds. He just he does what he does. He had some crazy uh, uh, fadeaway threes, finishing in the paint. He looked uh, he looked like a mo- his his old self uh, as well as. As well as did uh, did Tristan Thompson in that game. He looked rejuvenated as well. Yeah, he was playing hard on defense. And you can't try and bail out uh, the Celtics here and say how they didn't show up. The Celtics clearly came in this game with a lot of excitement with Pierce, the whole Paul Pierce situation. You're playing, you're hosting the Cavaliers. There's a whole Kyrie, Kyrie LeBron excitement, and they simply got outplayed in this game. And as I mentioned, it's so hard not to overreact, but. And I know the Cavs were a much different team last year, and their the teams in the East that they had to deal with were not as talented. But last year they came in as um, the two or three seed, and they blew out every single team onto Lost the finals before the finals. So I don't. It's just so hard to evaluate these regular season games. I think that the most exciting part of analyzing the NBA is clearly talking about specific players. So it was exciting to see some young talent on this team. I mean, Derek Rose, Jay Crowder, guys like them seemed completely disinterested and made the Cavaliers hard to watch. But it'll be interesting to see, as LeBron mentioned post-game, he's uh, excited for this special journey. Yeah, the man is on a mission. He uh, he let the league know that he still means business. He still means business in the Eastern Conference. He's won that crown seven years in a row, and... Uh, I don't think he's going to give it up too easily. I think he he got a major boost from this trade deadline uh, action. Yeah, Kyle, if you had to put money on Cavs to win the Eastern Conference right now, would you do that? Yeah, I would do that. Uh, I already have a nice little side wager with producer Nick uh, if the Cavs and C's are to meet in the playoffs. So that should be a heated living room uh, situation uh, if and when we get to that point. Yeah, and not to uh, get repetitive here, I just yeah, I see the same thing happening, and it's just it leads you to that same that same rabbit hole discussion of how Golden State is just just at, it's yeah. just ridiculous. They don't they don't make any moves this last week. They don't really need to. Obviously, they are. They are firmly in. Let's get to the playoffs mode. This is kind of the dead season of a. Uh, of the NBA as we're trying to get to the uh, the All-Star break. I know we moved up the trade deadline this year, made it a little more exciting. But, 
we're, we're right in the, in the middle of this. Once we get through the All-Star break, there will be a little bit more clarity. We'll get that final push to the playoffs, and then that's when we really think the, uh, the Warriors will start getting their groove together. Uh, I mean, they're blowing teams out as they're going through the motions. I'm Steph and KD, obviously with Clay and Draymond. Could not be better. One of the best teams we've ever seen. Uh, the greatest three-year stretch of, uh, of basketball we've ever seen statistically in the NBA. Yeah, I think something that we're excited to do on Thursday is we're going to take our NBA Saturday night festivity picks. Those odds are always interesting. Producer Nick pointed out how Paul George is plus 700. So those are the type of things that are exciting to jump on. You clearly never win them. What, Paul George plus 700 for what? The three-point contest. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So we're going to dive into that, but I mean, I'm sure as you can tell, these games just, there's not as much analyzing to do unless you're some NBA psychopath that is obsessed with the systems and uh, you you know where I'm going with this. Well, it's funny it's, that a guy like Ty Lue, like, he's been the scapegoat the whole year. And it's like, you think he's really doing anything differently? No. It's just the guy, it's, it's how hard the guys are playing and how it's the all based off the decisions. It's that a make-or-miss league. It is we a saw today league. that one team made and one team missed. And we'll see what happens the next time they get in the building together. But a strong statement from the Cavs, uh, putting all the new pieces together on the road in a very tough environment. Kyle, should we uh, move on to some of our miscellaneous talk? Yeah, let's get to it. So with that, we would like to introduce a new game that's been uh, we've been working on for a few weeks here <laughs> called Almost This or Blatantly That. So I'm going to ask Kyle of about something, whether this something is almost this or whether it's blatantly that. That was one of the worst I'll explain it again of all time. Yeah, it was pretty clear. <laughs> so Kyle, are you almost tired or blatantly hungry? <laughs> I think I'm blatantly hungry. I had an early dinner tonight. It was, uh, we can, it's, it's already, <laughs> let me compose myself. I would say I'm blatantly hungry because I had an early dinner. Um, I had my classic chicken and white, my pebble white rice. It could not have been more average. <laughs> pebbles. As I soaked in my own, uh, in my own dis, uh, disfortune of losing my wallet, not to bring that up a million times, but it's heavy on the heart and strong on the mind. So I think nothing can make me more happy than a little bit of food. I think I'm going to inhale after this. I'm blatantly hungry. That's interesting. So, right, let me ask you one. Are you almost nonchalant or blatantly competitive? I would say that I am, again, to go with the blatant answer, I'm blatantly competitive. And I think that is felt most when we uh, when I walk into this apartment and I yell at Nick to compete and how... In any sense of the matter. Yeah, and if you had the luxury of listening to me during our past two uh, 2K games, the competitive fire was boiling as I was so infuriated playing with Jamal Murray. And then when you play with Ben Simmons in this game, and this is another reason for my answer of blatantly competitive, is you only have to cover four guys. He like actually can't shoot. So that poses a Rhonda. tremendous issue... <clears throat> The only guy in the game that has mastered that uh, ability of no shot but still effective is Ish Smith. As his, ah, get out of here. <laughs> his, his speed is unmatched, and he was finding Blake Griffin early today. But, yeah, I'm going to go with blatantly competitive. And Most to, seen on the 2K sticks, yeah, obviously. But almost nonchalant can work as I'm a pretty easygoing guy for the most part, but... 
I think that what we want to caveat to here is that this game of almost this or blatantly that, you're only going to get treated to this about once a month. Treated. <laughs> given, given that coming up with, and this is where we really want to get our Facebook page and social media going, because if it's not two ideas from us, but instead we've got our 1,000 listeners throwing out some ideas, we, you can get the uh, treat of almost this or blatantly that. You can get in the spirit of it. Daily. So we're excited to introduce this new game. We're going to get back in a... Well, is it interesting? We're going to do some of that as we come back here. Um, I think that this show is going to go more in the direction of miscellaneous talk, speaking about how I'm blatantly competitive or Kyle's blatantly hungry. And uh, and almost tired. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I nailed that one, supposedly. Somewhere in, the, somewhere in between. So we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, refresh ourselves on some topics that are either interesting or not so interesting. So we'll be back with that. And we are back. Yeah. Introducing, or not introducing, back with This Is Interesting, brought to you by It's A10. Promo code is ZAGE, Z-A-G-E, as these shirts were manufactured and designed by Steven Zage himself. Highly recommended. The new hot item is the mesh workout long sleeve navy tee with the It's a 10 embroidered on the bottom left hip of the shirt <laughs> about where it would land. But before I get too into this, we're going to get back into... Oh. Interesting. <laughs> and we welcome in producer Nick. Nick, long time no talk. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. Kind of excited to do this, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of excited, he says. <laughs> so I guess, uh, I was just wondering, am I supposed to ask you guys questions, or and then you try to guess the answer about like a strange fact? Yeah, we can get, we can get that going. We can do that, and we then we could more. decide whether or not... Um, oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, let's do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in question form. All right, so first question. How many peanuts does it take to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter? How many peanuts does it take to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter? 2,000 peanuts. Nah. I'll say 1,000. Nope, less. 300 peanuts. No, it's 540. 540? Interesting! You, would, you wouldn't imagine that you would be able to accumulate all that peanut butter with so few peanuts, Ryan. Not so interesting. Not so Not interesting. Not so interesting. You know, I have no idea how many it would take. Now I do. That's like but why is that how many marbles are in the jar. I would just would have no idea. Um, and I was blatantly going to let you... Uh, Give the first answer because mine may have been in the millions. I just have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, interesting. Right. Uh, we'll move on to two. Let's All move right. on. Uh, how many ants are there in the world? Oh, man. I, I suppose I'll go first. I'll say... Uh, <laughs> I'll say... 10 billion. Is that a bad guess? I mean, it's, it's, there's worse guesses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 40 billion. It's a lot more. I'll say that. 100 billion. No, more. Trillion. More. <laughs> 10 trillion. More. <laughs> Bad radio. Bad radio. <laughs> it's 100 trillion. 100 trillion. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't you of, say? Not so, not so interesting again. Not so interesting. Because who cares? Apparently all the uh, ants in the world, if you wrap them around the equator, uh, this is interesting right here, so hold on to your hat. 
could wrap around the earth like 60 or like 36 times or something, just an atrocious amount of ants. Oh. And it makes sense when it's oh, 100 trillion. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that's all. That's all Nick's got. <laughs> Not our best segment. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap up volume seven of Michael and Marshall on the couch. And Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one question as we wrap it up. Was this last twenty five minutes almost de- almost decent or blatantly our worst podcast yet? This was blatantly our worst episode. <laughs> 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 by far and away and we look forward to redeeming ourselves Thursday night as we uh... <laughs> this is just bad we're so we're going to leave you uh, here we apologize deeply for the uh, January Cavs performance that we replicated this evening live from Ross's room maybe we're done in this room we had uh, what we thought was our best podcast last week followed up by just a real shitty performance. But uh, we'll be back Thursday night, and the preparation will be uh, will be extremely laborious, and we're excited for it. And we will walk around with our chins held up high. Yeah, yeah. We will, uh, we will not let this tamper with our confidence, but we hope you enjoy the work week. We hope that this pretty bad episode can get you on the get you going on the right foot, right path tomorrow morning. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day. This was uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> Scooch. She see money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Yeah, but I was down and out like last week. Tell me where have you been? Yeah, you came out of hiding, girl. Don't act like I'm your man. You're just a fan. Cause you too bad for this shit How the relationship gon' last if he not having no chips You need a man, buy you bags, how you bragging and shit You don't need no man without no plan doing all that nagging and shit Well it's Gucci man and Gold Link and we got cold sinks I just bought my chick a cold mink down with them old things Brought the Lambo up to D.C. so they can see me Got shy glizzy with me but ain't nothing shy about me Spend a week with Gucci and I boost your self-esteem Every time I ball, you ball, we ball, girl, we a team Dining with the king so you get treated like a queen Got a shining like the diamonds on my necklace, watch your rings money all around me I look like I'm the man Yeah, but I was down and out like last week Tell me, where have you been? Let's
nigga with a sick ass mouth and a slick ass flow. Uh, got your bitch around me, nigga, and I'm playing when I'm coming for the kitty, got my full goddamn. Do it for my niggas on the coast right there. Do it for my niggas in the ghost right now. Niggas got killed for the boy, living dreams in the hills, and they watching for the boy right now. Goddamn, what a time, what a year. Uh, we are what them young boys feel. Uh, I kill, never be killed, that's real, no lie. You can tell it from my peers right now. Bet you wanna fuck me now. Uh, bet you wanna love me down. Girl, you can't tie me down like Ray J said, but no, I'm down. Freaky nigga, show me something. Shake it like you owe me something. Put on a pussy like a button. Came for a time, fifth time, you bust. Still getting rowdy in a function. Bitches on my dick like it's nothing. Everywhere I go now, always got shit bumping, jumping, jumping, jumping. Hey, nice to meet. Hey, hey, who you be? Down the beast in Southeast. Got a clap into this beat. She invite me to her crib. I walk in, she see my heat. Like I'm your man, you just a fan, you don't hold